Welcome to the Prima House podcast, the podcast about house music intended to teach, reach, and preach the genre. We are house music. I'm Cami Garcia, and we have the Prima House DJs, Anthony Garcia. What up? Dorian Pettis. Hi, guys. And Trey Garcia. Good morning. <laughs> and we've got the Prima House mascot, Dowdy Longbody, running around the house, making all the noise. Thank you for joining us today. Our guest today is probably San Antonio's only skateboarding house music DJ, Adam Madrigal. What up? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So what are we talking to Adam about today? Today we're talking to Adam Madrigal about what he's been up to, skating, staying active, and he's going to explain his side of the story for Fiesta Gate. Then we're talking, getting into some new disco, y'all. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> but before we get into that, uh, what have you been listening to lately? Let's start with Ant. Wait, Anthony, uh, Fiesta Gate, great, great name you came up yeah, with. Yeah, I know. I come up with the best <laughs> jokes. The best name. <clears throat> what have I been listening to lately? Uh, I've kind of been alternating uh, between two different podcasts. I've been listening to the uh, J. Paul Ghetto podcast and then the DJ Dan Stereo Damage podcast. So uh, lately I've been doing a lot of, uh, you know, running and all that. So it's been like a great like soundtrack to like whenever I go out and run and... It's pretty good, fun, energetic, a lot of good disco tracks, um, a lot of new promos, so it's yeah, good. It's yeah. pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good, it's pretty good. No, the J-Paul Ghetto uh, radio show is actually really good. Like, each track right? is hand-selected, and it's really fun. I, nice. I'm really into it. <laughs> yeah, I love his good tracks. Podcast. I used to play a lot of his stuff back in the day, so. Uh, how about you, Adam? What have you been listening to lately? Uh, lately, I've been listening to artists like uh, Yuxik and uh, Felipe Gordon, those kind of artists have been kind of shaping up like their productions in the old school hip hop organic way. And then suddenly they, you know, using disco loops and stuff and uh, heavy synthesizers. And yeah, they've been, uh, you know, killing it with their uh, like new singles. Also disco edits as well, too, as a side project that they do. So um, they just both of them, Yuxik and Philippe Gordon just released a new album. But like their EPs on their side that they've been doing, releasing are just wow, amazing. Just I think it's even better than the album itself, you know. So, yeah, everything that they put out is just I just guarantee uh, as straight up. I know I I'm going to buy it right then and there. <laughs> you know, I don't have to listen to it right away. I was That's like, all it's on guaranteed. It's going to be yeah, both. Yeah, vinyl nice. and digital. You're playing them out. I right on. Yeah, I am. Awesome. Trey, what have you been listening to lately? Um, I've been listening to a bunch of classical music. Honest to God. Like, I go through these cycles where I'll just uh, go into that. It just kind of calms me. I, I dig it. And so I've been on 88.3 <laughs> KPAC, uh, the local radio station in San Antonio for classical music. Um, and it's in, it's in my car, and it just stays on there. And the kids are like, let me plug into the ox. I'm like, no. I'm listening to this and, and it seriously it, and it's like i don't know if it's like an annual thing for me it's kind of a weird cyclical cycle or something i'm just like I, I, where i need it you know so and then it's already in the new car we put it in there so <laughs> that one doesn't have preset, an ox i don't think preset station number one. it is it is yeah it is it's probably a good like like you said like a reset like you already know you know what to expect and i, I can totally see how that's calming that's good. Love it. You stressed right now or what? No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I think you know. I think we're just so busy. I'm not. I'm not stressed in the least. If there is anything, it's good stress. Um, I think it's just so busy, and then to find that calming time in the car to be driving around and just be like, oh, classical. Just, just dig it. 
so you just learned so much in June uh, they did a segment for Gay Pride Month um, and it, maybe it was gay artists they had some that were uh, that were actually performing like symphony style music uh, but then they did a segments about actors that uh, were part of the LGBTQ plus community and that was really cool like I said we just learned a lot Awesome, that sounds cool. How about you, Dorian? What have you been listening to lately? Well, after I watched the uh, Jadakiss versus battle, I don't know if anybody caught that, but Lord have mercy, Jadakiss killed it. Uh, actually went back and started listening to uh, Ludacris's uh, album called Disturbing a Peace. It's like 15 years old, but man, the flow on it was just as good. Uh, little known fact, um, what's his name was on it? Um, Oh, man, I always forget. Jamie Foxx was on it, which a lot of people don't know that. It's, I mean, 15 years old, so. What are we talking about? Ludacris? What's versus plot? Or what, what? Versus? Yeah. It's a, it's a rap battle. I think it's a Jadakiss. Yeah, Jadakiss. So it was Jadakiss. Yeah, so it made me listen to his old music, and then I went back into, you know, Ludacris. And, yeah. Let me ask you, Dorian, is Jadakiss and Ludacris related? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> They're not related? Okay. <laughs> are you sure? I know Good we're all... <laughs> Good question. Yeah, it just it just took me back. I mean, you listen to old school uh, Jadakiss, and then you're like, okay, I just want to continue listening to old older rap. Gotcha. Back when it was better. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Rhyming names only. (laughs) All right. Uh, And then. What have you been listening to, Cammy? Guys, not as much as I'd like to, but uh, I got like an ad today that Starfucker is going to be playing at uh, Paper Tiger soon. Saw that. That was kind of exciting. I don't know. It's just exciting to think about going to shows again, too. Um, so I was like, well, if they're touring, that must mean that they released a new album. <clears throat> Not this year, but in 2020, they released two albums. So I, I tried to start uh, listening to Future Past Life. Uh, and it was like really took me back to the 2000s, kind of sounded like Montreal style. And it like reminded me, I'm like, I don't listen to like a lot of music with like bands anymore. <laughs> with guitars and stuff. Um, but yeah, definitely still had like that synthy stuff that you expect from indie indie rock music. Um, yeah, and you know everybody's got a little bit of electronic in there. But it was cool, a little sad. I'd, I you know I expected a little dancier, but they released two albums that year, so maybe the other one is a little more upbeat. But yeah, all right, that is all we have for this segment. Uh, we're gonna talk to Adam when we get back. We're going on a commercial break, and we're back. We've got Adam Madrigal here with us, the one and only, and he's going to talk to us about what he's been up to lately. Adam, I have noticed that you've been really busy as a DJ, um, more busy than I would say most of us, um, and you've been playing at some bars that I haven't really seen anybody play at. So can you kind of talk about what your audience has been like? I'm sure you've seen it kind of uh, fluctuate a yeah, lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been uh, started at a new spot on the Riverwalk about six months ago it's called Acapulco Sam so I play there every other Sundays um it's mainly like a late brunch type thing I only play from four to eight you know so uh yeah they give me the opportunity to play whatever I want there especially you know house you know and disco music and indie music as well too so the manager there uh is a good friend of mine so she's really big on indie music so I definitely you know once I start playing that stuff yeah it's a it's uh, we have a good time there, especially for the bartenders, because they all listen to that, uh, you know, fun house music and anything that you could dance to, they dig there. So I love that. Yeah. Um, as far as like other gigs have been going, yeah, uh, I kind of went back to 
uh, start playing at the old my old spots, high tones, amp room. Uh, yeah, so oh, that's I, so I've been juggling around, uh, you know, with guest spots. You know, and you're playing house at those lo- locations. Yes, right on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're playing with Angel too, right? I have, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just Angel. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, how have audiences been? I mean, like. Ooh. Well, you're playing at new spots first off, so that's yeah. kind of like weird having to start, you know, getting a new audience. But then you're going to old school places as well, places that you've been yeah. at before. Um, the, the daytime spots like Acapulco Sam's is very chill because people are there just there just to eat. But like on the strip, it's been kind of wild. Like people have been uh, really cranked up in a good way, and I love it. You know, because uh, you know whether or not. Uh, they're on the dance floor. I see people dancing in even in the corner or like they're going to the bathroom. There are way people waiting in line. I look around. I see I've been seeing people dancing a lot. So that's all that matters to me. And yeah. uh, it's been working. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking when you said about how the bartenders are having a good time. We've been talking about that lately, uh, how it really does make a difference. It makes the whole like evening go a lot better. It does. When yeah. like even the staff isn't on it and they don't have to they're not obligated right oh, they're just yeah. at work when, when they, the, they pour a little heavier when the staff is in it man it's a completely different experience one you get the instant feedback from the staff that it, that you're doing well or that's going well and like you said they're the ones that are pouring the drinks for people and I'm not going to say they're over poor but they definitely support and when you have that feeling of like a family unit throughout the whole night it makes the whole night better man yeah. It really does like makes it makes the whole like location feel like an entire community. Like everybody mm-hmm. is in on it, right? Yeah. yeah. It does make it more Whereas fun. before COVID, I think we were playing at spots that you know weren't maybe house spots and the staff is like, What the hell is going on right now? Like you pick up that vibe very quick. Yeah. Yeah. Trust yeah. me. Oh, like we're playing yeah, Deep yeah, House, they're yeah. so like, Who why are you playing techno right now? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah, it's it's definitely a different a different vibe, different feeling now. And I also wanted to touch on the, you said you'd see people like dancing at the restroom or dancing at the bar when they get a drink. Yeah. Like, like it's weird. I believe only San Antonio, it's the only city where you you have to gauge your feedback from people who aren't on the dance floor, right? Typically, you have people on the dance floor. We've been pretty pretty fortunate lately at our gigs uh, to have you know the dance floor filled up. But I do remember playing places. Oh, El Ojo was one. That's a good good example. Played mm-hmm. a little hole. We're fortunate enough to play there right when things opened up in April. And I was about to bring this up. Oh, right on. on. And and uh, we're playing. And yeah, there's a, you know, a few spots on the dance floor, but everywhere in the club, people were dancing. Right? There was right. like people at the bar dancing, people in little lounge areas, and people out by the patio would peek their head in and dance. And it's like I said, San Antonio's got to be the only spot where you may not feel the dance floor, and DJs don't get discouraged. I, I just but. If they're feeling the vibe and they're loving and digging it, 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 it makes for a good night. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because uh, it was my third gig back after the pandemic. And I was like, oh, man, this, you know, it's going to be different playing in a new spot. And we got booked oh, yeah. to play together. Yeah, we so played together. I, I, play, yeah. I got Yeah, so I was going to play. Oh, that was that night, right? Yeah, really? I played after you. And uh, I just couldn't believe it. While during your set, I was looking around. I couldn't believe. I was like, what the hell? Like, everybody's <laughs> like, dancing. Yeah, like, I guy. It's my first time here. And I was like, whoa, like. My friends could see it in me. They're like, hey, you're, you're getting, you have to play a good set like after this because look at everybody. I'm like, yeah. So, nice. you know, yeah. So the drinks were flowing and I could tell the bartenders were in on it too. And uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, dope. That night caught me by surprise. So. 
It was a weekday too. I couldn't go because I was like, it was a Wednesday. Oh, that's what Wednesday night. That's what blew my mind. I was yeah, like, I remember. Anthony. Shout out John Puka for booking us. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, Puka was the one that he was uh, like, it was fun. I was like, on a Wednesday. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, it was a good party. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was gonna say that you know sometimes I feel like filling up the dance floor has less to do with the DJ. No offense, but more to do with like one brave soul mm-hmm. getting out there and if that one person doesn't get out there it just it won't happen all night yeah. um, so we've been kind of fortunate lately where uh, you know I don't know the dancers have become like really a lot closer to us and uh, like true. more of our friends lately um, we've been, I, I think we've been like yeah, yeah, just being been a lot more, I'm not more friendly with everybody sure. who's at the parties lately. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure that we could pinpoint exactly what it is. Right. But I think it's a combination of several different elements, right? And and, and I think about the Thurman Jackson show at Hondro's where I, I was I was opening that night and I pushed play at 10 o'clock. And I, I can remember a very distinct moment, 10.20, I played um, Mozzie's uh, track, Get Down. Well, the hook is Get Down. I don't know if the track, but it's one of my favorite tracks. I think we all can appreciate the like opening spot, right? Where you're like, oh, yeah. You're like, okay, I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to play music for people to listen to, right? Like, it's what you expect. And I think at some of the, the Primo House events, we've been like, man, we could have people dancing at 10 o'clock. Like, we literally could. So there were people moving around. It was good. But then, like I said, 1020, very distinct moment. I remember dropping that Matsy track. And people like came to the dance floor, and it and I know, much love to Masi. It wasn't just because I dropped that track, right? I think there's the leading tracks that were going up to it, the mood building that mood, and then they came on, and uh, yeah. So ten twenty, people were dancing, man. No, it was good. It was packed yeah, it was early. Good. Yeah. So again, I, I, it's just different elements. I think that play into it, right? It's it's location. It's it's. It's the a lot. Tracks. Yeah, yeah, it's so much. And then I think, like Adam was saying, like this post-pandemic like vibe that's been going on. I, I'm, sh- I know it's not just here. I know it's everywhere. Um, right. That everybody's just like super excited to be out again. And uh, it's funny. I think fewer people are going to take camaraderie for granted like they mm-hmm. used to. You know. Yeah. How, how many people used to just be when like, I don't feel like going out. I'm not gonna. I don't want to see anybody. Like, <laughs> After a year and a half of doing this, you're not going to be doing that anymore. <laughs> what were you going to say? Oh, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting. You're fine. Yeah. No, when we were on full lockdown, you know, I kept saying that. I was like, you know, people uh, are going to really appreciate, like, once they go back out, like, you know, it doesn't matter what we're going to be playing. They People are going to want to dance, you know. Yeah. So, and uh, not only that, but uh, people are getting, like, more crazier than ever, too. So, uh, <laughs> even when it comes to the, you know, the requesting, like, oh, no, like, I forgot about this. Oh, boy. And that's... <laughs> Yeah, that's been coming along with the package, like, oh, no. big time. You're getting bolder with the requests? Yeah. What's the craziest request you've heard lately? Uh, well, people are coming up with their phones. Oh, no, so put it in your face? Me. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they're straight up showing me with, like, the Spotify playlist, and they're, <laughs> you know, they ask, you know, show me, like, hey, can you play this? I'm like, uh, see what I can do, you know. That means it's not going to happen. What's the worst <laughs> song? Yeah. What's that? Worst song request. Oh, worst song request. I mean, uh... And it, it, they always request for, I mean, Drake. Uh, not yeah. that it's a bad request, but like, yeah, I'm no, in a house set, I'm that's not going to exactly, yeah. Drake, right. you know, so. Some bad bunny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's a big one right now. Too. Reggaeton. Yeah. Just in general, right? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I definitely get it. I mean, it's, there's some great tracks. I love Drake. I play it yeah. in the car sometimes when I'm not in my classical music stint. But, yeah. However, though, like, you know, when the people request, you know, uh, you know, 
artists in general, uh, whether it's pop artists or you know old artists, and if I know I have an edit or there is or like something, oh yeah, oh, you know yeah, I can make this work, and then that's when I'm I throw them off, you know, like hey, you know they yeah they appreciate it. So yeah. Yeah. DJs are like wish. If you love your car, <laughs> you'll like the scent. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's it's cool though. There's been like plenty of times where uh, you know I'm playing a, a fun disco set and uh, somebody came up and I give them a chance like, hey, well, like what's up? And like some people be like, hey, what song is this? And I give them the oh, nice. name and track. And so like, wow, and that's it's, good. It's from people that you don't expect, and it's like, wow, I love that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but like with other people, I could tell they're doing their homework, you know. They're right. Like, hey, can you? Uh, uh, play some Tati well, here. Can you play Purple Disco Machine? Like people know what's up yeah, now. So yeah, like, exactly. Oh, yeah, I, I can make that work. Yeah, I got you. You know, and so there know. are more important. I would agree. There are more and more yeah. people that know what's yeah. up now. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't mind that. You know. So I can, you know, throw it in there. We could probably do a whole show on like the topic of requests. <laughs> but I think what happens in the psychology of it when you play a track and there's always some disco chime or laser that yep. reminds you of ring my bell right yep. so somebody's like will you play ring my bell and you're like oh i don't have that on record oh, we all should i probably do but i didn't bring it right so yeah exactly i think yeah. i think that's what happens or somebody hears something it sparks a memory and they're like that reminds me of this and they want to hear it so it's i tough. think that's the whole like thing of house music and that had so sample heavy is that like i one party that uh, anthony played for my little brother um Little brother. Yeah, he's I was like, gonna say it wasn't an eight year old party. No, he's, <laughs> you know, a little pool party. He's a well, pool. Yeah, he's a man. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, you know, this his friend was like, I don't know why I like this song. And it was exactly that example. It was boo, and I was like, I was like, you hear that? I was like, it's ring my bell. <laughs> it was in Space Jam, bro. You were you were five. Yeah, that's the heavy uh, fun art of it. You know, it's a sample based. Yeah, because once you hear that, it people click right away. And uh, I know when I'm searching for tracks, you know, once I hear that, oh, that's automatic buy. You know, like oh yeah, I know I can make it work my sets. But I think different subgenres in house, I think, or electronic music are 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 heavy sample based. One of the things I've learned from New Disco, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the expert here amongst us, I'd say, uh, is that. It's not so much sample based, right? They might throw a sample in, but a majority of it is a lot of synths, a lot of poppy stuff, a lot of instruments in new disco that I don't think people appreciate or even know. Yeah, a lot of it is combined. Uh, I noticed uh, a certain artist I love that they're straight up going to sample a disco record, like maybe do just an edit, you know, not too much. No, like not to change a whole lot. Maybe just add like, uh, more of a, a swing to it, more of a, a bigger kick or yeah, something. More uh, shuffle or something. Yeah, yeah. Bigger yeah. Shuffle make it more DJ friendly, to more as exactly. a DJ cool. Right, dance you know? floor friendly. Right? Um, I mean, that's where house came from, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, of course. It's, it's you know. extend, extended versions of disco tracks. Yeah, extended versions. And so now there's other uh, heavy new disco tracks that are, yes, they are sample based. And so when they're, they get like uh, an acapella, like a, they may get like an old school acapella from a disco oh. track and then they'll pitch it down mm-hmm. and it's, you know, uh, you really start to learn how to warp samples like that to where it's somewhat recognizable, but yet you're making it your own sound and blending in with your own synthesizers. Yeah. And so, uh, like, I'm kind of going to a level where I write my own drums, but yet stack them with 
sample-based disco loops. Nice. And so that like adds. So you said pitch it down. Is there a specific tempo for new disco? Yeah, like uh, not necessarily uh, the pitch of the track in general, but like let's say, okay, there's a uh, Ableton that we use. Uh, you know, there's, if you throw an acapella, like right now, okay, we could record my voice. Mm-hmm. And so I could pitch it up to where I could sound myself like a chipmunk. I could pitch it down to where I sound very low. And, uh, Jones. Yeah, we have. Yeah, you know, we there's an inside joke. We used to call it. We would call it Creeper House. Nice. So there's. Yeah, there is a lot of even a lot of R and B uh, acapellas. A lot of stuff from like a lot of old school hip hop songs were, you know, uh, resampled by a lot of new disco artists. So when they pitched down their that tone, yeah, it made it into that Creeper voice, and so that's what we'd call it in 2014 was Creeper House. Creeper house. So it, and it was an inside joke, and we, yeah, it was a thing that yeah I called it a lot. So how long have you been playing new disco? Uh, since I mean, you said 2014, and I can remember 2010. Okay, yeah. and and I feel like 2016 was kind of like the magic moment for new disco, and it coming like I don't know if it was maybe that's when it when I heard of it, or yeah. if that was when it became kind of like mainstream in the in the house community. Yeah, it's had its a uh, roller coaster ride. I noticed it's past. Uh, 12 years so there's been lots of arguments of course that mm-hmm. we're gonna see about it to where you know no one's gonna win on you know exactly on new disco because it's kind of it kind of reshaped into a little little bit of a, a progressive house um, it just kind of went in different directions you know and so no one's gonna again no one's gonna win that argument and so yeah. that's why we came up with a lot of uh, inside jokes you know what let's just make some inside inside jokes with it and so, you say yeah. we is there like a new disco community yeah, yeah. we don't know about uh, like, are you so, meeting I'm, with I'm like an oracle I play with at the time so uh <laughs> joseph joe mama is one of them okay yeah hell yeah. yeah so uh yeah. you know our, our shout out san, san diego, diego. Yeah. yeah man um dj pulp uh, who I used to play with the high tones. Mm-hmm. You know, me and him had a residency at high tones. Uh, Danny. On, yeah, Danny. Yeah, Danny Serna. So we actually had a residency at high tones for four years on a Tuesday. And so that's what we were playing was a lot of indie music and new disco. Nice. And then that's when we were coming up with so many inside jokes. Like, you know, when we'd transition from in and out of each other, relieve each other, that's when we were, like, we'd be talking and, you know, yeah, that's okay. where the, the inside jokes came Okay, from. gotcha. Yeah. All right. Tell us about Fiesta Gate. Tell us your side of the story. Oh boy, Fiesta! That was <laughs> that was a big one. Yeah. Um, Start from the beginning. Give some background. Yeah, yeah for people background. that don't know and aren't on our yeah. So uh, you 49 know, friends list. Uh, Lewis from AM Project. Uh, you know who booked me for his you know fun Fiesta events. Uh, you know Lewis always does it perfect. You know because uh, he books a good solid lineup of like the students and you know old school DJs in San Antonio. So. That day, he booked us to play 30 minutes each. And so my set time was from 8 to 8.30. Um, when I uh, went on... And this uh, was during Fiesta. Yeah, yeah. It was, the, it, it was the first day of Fiesta at Hemisphere Sorry. Park. Yeah, it was the kickoff, uh-huh. actually, for Sorry. Fiesta. So, I mean, I was excited. I was at home, you know, on record box, uh, you know, getting some tracks together. It's like, all right, going to go Fiesta. A bit nervous, though, because, you know, kind of, you know, still in the pandemic. But and it's only a 30-minute set. I just, I, I yeah, yeah. that detail it's very, of the story. It, yeah, because, you know, in 30 minutes, oh, boy, oh you know, God. yeah, it, yeah, it is. You know, that's so that's why. It, I was, that's how long it takes me to not uh mess up my set yeah <laughs> but like you know I, you can't complain because it's the way lewis does it is like you just show up with either your laptop or your drive so it's pretty cool because like you know you just work through your way through the crowd all you got to take is my little bag my headphones my flash drives yeah and, you know plug in and i'm out oh, <laughs> that, yeah. at least that's what no, i thought at that it's, day it's the drama that, that ensues 
in a 30 minute window that yeah. surprises me yeah, yeah it's, and for those that know Fiesta is a week long party that we do in San Antonio Texas and right. it got moved to June this year right was that really? the June yeah, time frame? Yeah. yeah. It it's normally in the April time frame. It got moved to June because of COVID. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, I was pl- started my set and uh, I was about 15 minutes into it. So one of the assistants for AM Project, which is uh, Rick, he had uh, approached me and he asked, it was like, hey, you know, there's some dancers here that are requesting if we could play their song. He was already showing me a flash drive. That was the, the folklorico dancers, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Uh, you know, as a favor, they'd ask if we could play their song, and we agreed to it. And then he, but he goes, "Hey, can you play their song at the end of your set?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're it's, you're the boss. You know, it's your show." So it, that makes lot, sense. It's a lot to ask, you know, for you know, for AM, you know, to AM Project or anyone in general, you know, because when you see a stage, you see a band or a DJ playing, and you know, if you give them a flash drive, uh, if, if I know anyone else, they're gonna say no. Like, right. hey, you know, we let's say if we show up, like, hey, you know, we're dancers and like we got like a song we want to dance to. Let's go ask them if they could play our song. You know, uh, odds are they're gonna say no. Right. So uh, Lewis agreed to it, but I could see it in his face that he was stressed out and that he didn't want to do it. But he's a nice guy, so he's like, yeah, it's no big deal. I plugged in the flash drive, got even queued up the track, you know. And at that time, uh, you know, I'm already about like going towards the end of my set and then I'm playing my last song and uh, yeah that's when I got approached by a few people I didn't recognize and it was it was people from the organization so I guess like one of them had tried to already tell me like hey can you stop playing you know because like they, they were scheduled for a dance and I couldn't hear them and I don't want this lady to be spitting in my face you know spitting over the equipment you right. know it's like hey and I kept pointing at my ear like hey I can't hear you you know like go talk to Lewis whatever so I guess with people that were part of the organization i guess there was a lack of communication between them and uh because since they already established it with lewis other people on the side from the organization you know they were on a schedule i guess i take it they were they had a dance you know their dance was hey you know it, it was supposed to be scheduled like during my set which is bad timing right so um they were looking at me like hey i was the asshole that mm. like it's not you know he's not you know he's not you know complying yeah not complying you know so uh yeah that's when the karen walked up and she started yelling Karen. yeah the karen nice (laughs) yeah yeah she uh, straight up approached us and uh yeah she started like i could i could see it now what was happening she kept pointing at them like hey they need to do their dance and you know you're still playing you know but all she had to do was just wait one more minute because i was it was it was in my last song and then i was gonna play their song and uh but she had a you know, straight up grabbed all the cords to the CDJs, you know, and that's when she had, but now the thing though, was, and that's what we can see in the videos. She just, yeah. Grabbed. So, okay. So there's two setups um, on the left side is a Serato setup, you know, and the right side is a CDJs. And, uh, I wanted to play on the CDJs, but Lewis told me like, Hey, it's overheated, you know, it, 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 oh. it shut down. So I had to play off Serato. I was like, okay, you know, no big deal. I plugged in my flash drive into the laptop. It was probably only 104 so that day. She it, pulled it the equipment that she pulled on was the equipment that was overheated. So ah. like, you know, that's so why the music is still playing. You okay, know, it didn't stop she the pulled music. on equipment that was overheated, but still. she still shouldn't put be her touching hands. other yeah. people's well, stuff. I'm sure no one here has danced folklorico, but I I have, <laughs> and uh, I, you don't understand what it feels like to dance in those shoes. So I'm sure they wanted to hurry up. I'm oh, sure yeah. they did. And the, I, I was thinking the same thing when I saw the video. I have I not danced folklorico. I think I saw it the next day, but um, I was like, it was hot yesterday. Like I remember it was like specifically yeah. it was 
really, really hot that day. And, you know, those girls, they put on stage mm-hmm. makeup. Yeah. So I can understand that they're tired or hot uh, or whatever. She's but not going to touch somebody's equipment. But to act out like Mm-mm. that is so childish. And she was like a 50, she was like a 60-year-old. Yeah, yeah she nice. was up there. Yeah, and awesome. when it comes down to it, whoever organized Fiesta itself, they put them close to us. Right. So, you know, yeah, they were on a schedule, but it's just like, right. Well, what was their organizer to provide the music for them? Right. You know? And yeah, yeah. But the onus wasn't on you to do that. I know like, okay. Cause I know if I'm going to, whether DJ or go dance and if I see a stage like, Oh, they're, that's already a show going on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, it's Hemisphere park. There's plenty of, uh, you know, spaces that do that. So it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But we still played their song and it was only like what? 40 seconds, 40, 50 seconds, not even a minute long. No so, way. Yeah. But, uh, to Weak. go back to when she pulled the cables, uh, you know, all my <laughs> had quite a few friends that caught it on film, took pics, and then called security right away. So yeah, she got kicked out. She yeah, did. yeah. Nice. She so she didn't out. even get to see the dance. No, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Stupid Karen. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, it's good to hear your perspective about this because I I know like I kind of saw some comments. I was like, what the what was going on that yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. There was you it know was like there really was lots com- of people supporting me, and yet there is people on their side on their organization yeah. that really like had it out for me too. Really? Like, oh boy, like you know I'd never no, been man. a. I've 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 worked with Ant Project. I, I love working with them, and I and one of the things that I would have forgotten had I been there is that it's for the kids. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's you what I was thinking. Own that yeah. situation, yeah. and we're completely mature. And I was hanging out with one of my students that day. I would that, not have been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Touch my equipment, bro. Like yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't have been that cool. So you did. Kudos to you, man. You did a great job. I showed up a couple hours earlier just to go hang out with the guys and uh, you know these students that we teach you know they had I wanted to go see their sets you nice. know so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so one there's one student in particular that was there and uh and so uh yeah uh we, we knew that they were there we had to you know actually you know back them up because like yeah they have fun they if anyone approaches them we're like we're like hey what's up you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, nobody messes with them everybody supports them when they play cool. uh, they have a good time that's real cool so yeah uh but the main thing is just the yeah, when it happened, uh, I just never forget like the, the look on her face. How she just turned red, the blood rushing up to her eyeballs. She lost like, it. yeah, she lost it. She you know, possessed. yeah, yeah she looked, looked possessed. possessed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, look, like I said, I know it was hot that day, but uh, you're a grown woman, right? And and just like okay, just like Adam acted like a professional for his kids. She needed to act like a professional for those kids. Yeah, yeah for Karen's going to Karen. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, we're all role models out Good here. Good one, Dorian. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to go on a break. All right. <laughs> but when we come back, we're talking new disco. We're going to go a little bit more into depth. We kind of got into it a little while ago. but um, And then we're going to listen to all of our tracks. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right, today we've got Adam Madrigal here with us, and of course, all the house music. Huh, house music. All of them. They're all here. All, all of them. The all the house music. music. <laughs> the house heads. Only, only the cute ones. Am I right? <laughs> we got all the primo house on? DJs with us today. Um, and so we're going to talk about new disco. I'm so excited, actually, to get into this conversation um, because I did my research today about like what new disco is, and this is a concept that I've been trying to explain to Anthony and Trey since like the beginning of time and i've been saying this to them like beginning of time since the beginning Mm -hmm. of time i've been trying to say that there is somewhere there's some sort of little happy place where indie dance and house music lives together and essentially they're the same audience and this is it i finally figured out what i've been trying to explain for two years i've i'll admittedly i've learned sorry 
Go ahead, Dwayne. No, go ahead. I just spot on. I I have done some research as well, uh, and I it's why I love the podcast. Actually, right? We we tend to go down the the rabbit hole in yeah. different genres, and we and then and and one of the things that I think might be lost on some DJs. I don't want to speak for everybody, but I'll speak for myself. One of the things that was lost on me prior to the podcast was you get in your zone, you get in your genre, you get in what you like, and you start to forget some of either where you came from or some of the other genres that are peripheral surrounding it, right? Mm-hmm. And doing the podcast has forced me to research some of these other things and be like, oh, yes, I remember this or I like this. And New Disco this whole week has been, it's been insane because admittingly, I'll say in the past, I was a little disappointed in New Disco, right? And, and it was because a lot of it I felt was a little... Um, a little depressed, a, a little uh, emo-ish, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, okay, so I'm not house. wrong. Yeah. Huh? Melancholy house? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, I, and I was like, no. I mean, disco. what I remember from disco as a kid, and, 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 and again, I'll say it here. This might be the first time you're hearing it, but for all of us, disco's the reason we play music. Disco's the reason we play house yeah. music. And so for me, that was uppity. That was housey. That was jamming and, and, and high energy and some of the new disco stuff that I heard didn't really let on what I expected however I am wrong because this week as I went down the path of, of understanding new disco again I found amazing artists Tiger and Woods I found delicious uh, I never really classified Purple Disco Machine as new disco but but that is that mm. is the the essence of Her what they're trying to yeah. yes ones, yeah. yeah I mean there's so many artists and and I think to Cammy's point about this being that sort of nucleus of where it all comes together is it, it it's house music it's disco it's disco house and it's just this something that all of us can play but I, I don't know if we do I know you and I have a Todd in common and we we love and we buy all of his records but oh yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just I was I was flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was funny. I, I, you know, as I was, I was I was researching it too. You know, for years people were like, you know, what do you listen to? Before I started getting into house music with you guys, and I always said indie dance. It's indie, and then now I'm going into. I'm like, I know all these. I know this music. I've been knowing this music. It's new disco. I just didn't know it. Um, and you know, new disco has a couple of definers, but I think that a lot of the tracks sound very different so some of them will sound more housey some of them will sound more indie mm-hmm. dance yeah. and so I, I do want to get into that so uh some will sound poppy right yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. some of them sound a little bit rock and roll yeah. like <laughs> you yeah, know you're absolutely right um so adam what do you think like uh what would you kind of define or how would you describe new disco maybe something that we didn't say sorry oh no i mean everything y'all said was uh on point and it's you know definitely giving me a good path to like where i'm going to start at and uh you know this uh it was a transition from any dance music uh into i guess uh the pre-edm days of yeah. 2008 the electro house stuff the blog house stuff that stuff was getting mm-hmm. s- sampled with like old disco loops but yet used into transformed into like you know straight up heavy club music but uh a lot of the artists were remixing with the the indie artists like uh, the bands block party yeah. uh Tudor you know yeah yeah to cinema club uh, uh who else hercules love affair you right. know so that's when uh the music started to kind of 
pitch down to New Disco and I had two artists off the back, which uh, one of them you mentioned, Tiger and Woods. Yeah, Tiger yeah. Woods. yeah like that's they're my favorite. I love them so much. Yeah, <clears throat> them and Aeroplane. Yeah. Aeroplane shaped oh, yeah. up the the yeah. heavy New Disco sound and like yeah, they touched up on the same artist, but yet they brought it down to a good Even, uh, flight, 115 BPM to where flight facilities is yeah. big on that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a uh, uh, you know it was a good transition during that time and then like you know. Uh, you know, everybody went from Electra House to playing, yeah, new disco and artists like that. And so, again, yeah, they would sample old disco loops. And then so, again, you know, using combination of their own synthesizers. And then, you know, and then you have good artists that sing with, you know, with them. Or whether they're in the studio or not, yeah, they have their acapellas, you know, again, from the top <coughs> indie artists. It sounds more so, like a band. Would exactly. It's not, it, it has a live organic feeling. Right. That's for sure. That's that's one thing I listen for is like a live organic feeling to, uh, to new disco. The, the structure, yeah. The way that the songs are written, it's more sounding like a traditional track as opposed to like a house track that's just very loopy and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. sample heavy. These guys, you know, use all their... Synthesizers, uh, very uh, 80s sounding like, so mm-hmm. uh, it gives All it like indie, machines in, and yeah, indie vibes. So yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't conform to the standard that we're accustomed to. I think in house music, mm-hmm. right? And 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 that's really interesting to me because it gives your production uh, or your set kind of this unique element that you can throw in and i think all of us do that dorian anthony and myself we do it anyway but to incorporate that new it's probably super easy for you anthony uh given the sound that you have and the music that you play a lot of those artists uh, intertwine uh, for me it, it is a, a definitive um shift from what i do to play that but i can do it and trust me i'm gonna do it more because of you adam nice and yeah. also uh the big sound uh, during that time was French House. That yeah. was falling into place at the, oh gosh, at the really perfect time because you had C- artists. Uh, Cassius. Like, yes, uh, Cassius, uh, Fred Falk, and Alan Brax. Classics. And, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, classics was a big part yeah. of the, the new disco era. So, yeah, like, so a lot of artists from Europe especially uh, shaped up uh, a different, different form of new disco as well. So, yeah, that was a big part of, like, when I would first organize my sets in the beginning. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's uh, take a listen to Adam's song, and then Adam, you know, after we listen to this this bit, uh, tell us, you know, point pick pick blah, 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 pick out some things for us about, you know, what makes it a good example of new disco. Yeah, for sure. something that was yeah. 10 snake uh coma cat and this is one of those tracks that i specifically asked anthony is this a house track and he told me no it's um, not it's a new disco track it's, so you see what i mean yeah. <laughs> I, every episode is me getting frustrated i don't know what house music is <laughs> um, that's why but, anthony has a good jokes <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's it's that little happy area that both genres it's the gray play. area right. it's that yeah. it's that dancey you the know, unifier, right? right. So, but does it not have like house? You know, it definitely has. It's got the four on the floor. Four on the floor, right? Yep, yeah, there right. You go. That's yep. the defining element. Four on the floor. Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah. What but, else do you but, like about that track? I, that's such a great one. That track, uh, what's the name of it? Coma uh, Cat. It okay. means a lot to me because uh, that track was released in 2010. So, you know, when I started getting uh, booked to play like a places like a Corova, Limelight, you know, I would play it. And, you know, it was, you know, it sounded, you know, I just had fun, you know, it was just one of the go to tracks that I always throw in my sets. And uh, two years later, after the track was released, uh, I heard that Tin Snake, you know, got booked to uh, play at Kingdom. I'm like, oh, whoa, you know, who, who here has been a Kingdom? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it was my first time going to Kingdom. I was like, all right, I'm going to see Ten Snake for the first time and my first time going to Kingdom. And when he dropped that track, it just, whoa, it changed wild. my life. Yeah, I was like, wow. I just, I just never forget the, how everybody started screaming once, you know, once that Ten Snake signature sound came out, you know. And yeah, yeah it was exciting. But um, 2010 was, again, was a transition point from New Disco to uh, Deep House and also. Uh, I guess uh, you know another inside joke was Tropical House. Right. So yeah. as you can hear the bells in that so track, that that those bells in that track really got enhanced. I was like say- heavily advanced, like enhanced in like in further productions with people like Justin Bieber and lots of pop stars. And so that's where the inside joke of Tropical House came out. And then I was uh, gonna say, you know, it's an Adam yeah. Madrigal like select when it's got xylophones in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could hear it on the beach in Mexico. You could hear it at 3 a.m. as well, right? Yeah. I and mean, that's kind of the unique. It's interesting you picked a 10 snack trick because I was going to pick one as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was a Tiger Woods remix, but still. Oh, mm-hmm. which one? Oh, well, if you can remember. Uh, I, they have a few remixes of each other, so right. like, you know, oh, gosh. Like, so I you'll know them. it's Tiger and Woods. I don't want yeah. y'all to think that Tiger Woods is quick <laughs> off and making. started production. <laughs> yeah. He probably likes house music. Tiger but. and Woods. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Tiger Woods also like you know for their new disco productions is like a lot of long loops. A lot of it, it lasts forever, but it's like very interesting. It's just everything, every sound they use is good quality. I don't know what it is about them. It, it's not, you know, for loops being four minutes to six minutes long. You know, some of them eh, make it boring, but no, Tiger Woods makes it so nice. interesting. And I'm just like, man, like yeah. they, they have that magic to, to be able to pull that off. And that's, that's why I love the records so much. That's funny that you bring that up about Tiger Woods because Anthony's like 30 second select selection was like uh, just repetitive. And I was like, can we like do mm-hmm. something with a little more variety for these 30 seconds? Yeah. Um, and it quickly, it easily got into it. I just shaved a little bit off the front and added a little <clears throat> bit more to the end. But 30 so- seconds is not a lot. No, it's not. No, no, it's not enough time to showcase all the different unique things that they bring into a track for sure. Uh, but I think we got a good, good little bit today. So since we're doing all this Tiger and Woods <coughs> chat, let's get into Anthony's track. Well, I picked uh, Tiger and Woods. Uh, the track is called The Stopper. The reason why I picked this track is it was a lot different from all the other new disco tracks. It wasn't really that slow tempo, that 120 BPM and all that. This one was actually kind of driving and fun and disco-y and what caught me the most is how much the track just changes it's a very long track but it like goes through so many different cycles it like so many different variances it just goes all over the place it's so 30 seconds tracks, they broke it apart it could have been three different tracks, right, right pretty much yeah. so uh it's a little bit upbeat it's a, a fun disco-y you know up my alley you all know what i play so you can definitely tell like you know you can uh, how i can incorporate it in my set so
Yeah. 30 wow. seconds is not enough. No, no, no. It that baseline, though. You can already right? see that it was about to change again. <laughs> so this track means a lot to me for two reasons. Uh, one, I have the record. Nice. And I've you nice. Know, it in my sets. Love it. And two, I saw them at Cross Festival a couple nice. years ago. And like, I was vibing out to them. I was like, hey, I'm not going to miss them. I want to see them from beginning to end. I am not missing Tiger Woods. So right. they were playing, and I had two drinks in my hand. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, of course, like... 45 minutes into their set they played it and like oh yes like you know yeah and it was perfect you know because they threw it in the perfect you know it's funny you bring up crossfest because i think like crossfest is like the new disco festival it is like they have everyone like seth troxler and you know yeah i love uh, how they set up so that festival was set up so perfect and three stages because the first stage is like good house and new disco the second stage is straight up techno and yeah your dark stuff and your third stage is your live house bands so yeah you could uh you know stage hop like all day that festival and you know it's guaranteed you're gonna see somebody good you know i saw uh flight facilities at an acl a couple years ago and uh i think new disco is one of those genres that works really well in a big audience yeah it's yeah. for it's it's more for the masses than other genres I'd yeah say. yeah that's true and i was going to say that later on too like new disco is one of those genres that really kind of connects pop like mainstream mm-hmm. pop with the underground you know it's really yeah. it's got elements of both flight facilities is definitely on that edge of like that pop yeah, pop, yeah yeah but again like their old remixes all their stuff from you know 2010 was like really good new disco mm-hmm. so i really the thing is about flight facilities is like I've always wanted to see their DJ sets. I never seen them DJ because they're great DJs. But I seen them perform live as a yeah. band, and they're great, you know. Yeah, but Fun. when they DJ, they no, they get yeah, they get down. They play old disco tracks, and that's that right. Is. They do their homework. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. But okay. it's you know it's really great to see them perform live because it's a uh, you know just their whole creative process of how they perform and those guys are very busy in the studio, so they deserve to you know whatever sound they shape up. No, they. They deserve it, and it's it's great. It works awesome. with the crowd. So. Super yeah. fun. All right, Dorian, we're gonna move on to you. Dorian, man, you went, you did a throwback. <laughs> Let's get get into it. Yeah. So um, I was introduced to new new disco from uh, my friend Josh Dupont in Houston. Uh, he used to play at Royal Oak, and uh, he had a new disco uh, Sunday Fun Day. Literally, where he played nothing but new disco for six hours, and uh, it's now called Present Company. But uh, if you've never been there before. It is vibes like all day. It's outdoors. It's a double patio. They play the music throughout the entire place, outside, inside, back patio, top patio, everywhere. And um, I got, I've learned quite a bit from him as far as playing new disco. Uh, you know, I don't particularly play it that often, but I have a pretty good education from him. Uh, you know, seeing him for the past 10 years, like play at that spot. So, um, but the song I picked today was uh, Sister Sledge. Uh, it's called Thinking of You. Uh, it's a Dimitri from Paris remix of it. Of course. Yeah. I'm thinking of you and the things you do to me. That makes me love you. Now I'm really Hey, it's you and the things you do to me. That makes me love you. Now I'm living in I'm thinking of you. So a little bit slower, but 
Man, that could have been pulled out from 78. We wouldn't even yeah, know. Dimitri from Paris is definitely one of the, the true OGs, yeah. So Again, I have that record. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. And, uh, I have that on vinyl. And a props to Josh DuPont. You know, he's a good dude. And I know the exact uh, party you're talking about. And yeah, man. Back yeah. then, when uh, I would be stuck here in San Antonio, I would see his videos of that yeah, party. Yeah, and I would he had say, a... I, you know, seeing people dance during the day, like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Love yeah. that. Yeah, he had uh, me and John... Play yeah. out there. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a Royal Oak. Phenomenal. Great party. A Royal Oak, for sure. Uh, so I found like four different definitions for uh, new disco. And so like, you know, just a straight up remix of old disco tracks was one of the, the early definitions of new disco. And then, of course, more original stuff like you were talking about with classics kind of came later. Yeah. Um, so I love that we like really... Really scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, covered, our wings on this we one. covered it all. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Uh, Trey, what did you bring for us today? Uh, I brought a track by Delicious, Lonely Town, Lonely Street. And I was doing, a, like I said, a lot of research this week. And I can't find that much information on this cat. And he's so dope. I, you know, a majority of the other artists that you'll see bios or you'll see uh, record labels, um, but I just can't really find too much information on them. So this track, it didn't feature anyone, so I'm not sure who's doing the vocals or if it's a sample. But um, one of the things I, I always say is I, I love tracks with vocals. I just don't really play them that much. And uh, this one has a real soulful, almost bluesy kind of uh sound to it and, and i just i love it and everything is pushing out everything is pumped out as i'm just in love with let's check it out you can live your life in a crowded city you can walk along on a crowded street but that's in there really so yes i will be buying that track yeah that is a great track and a great vocal man Uh, i have a lot of tracks that have that that sound soulful vocals Mm -hmm. it's got that real funky guitar in there yep so it's that the elements of you know electronic and then you know actual the live feel yeah No, I just I need to find this kid, man. Delicious. I need to find more information on him. Dude's bad. <laughs> this dude's bad, dude. The fact, the fact that I can't makes me more intrigued about him, right? right? And it just yeah. speaks more to that he's just I'm just about the music, not so much about you know me being out there. So it's interesting. He's like Banksy. Like you know, who's on ranch. He's just a hermit. Just puts on music. You know. He actually spells his name D E E. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. D E E. L I C I O U S. Yeah. That was a great track. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We'll round this out with me. Uh, okay. So again, I had a really hard time choosing a track. There were three that I fought with myself over all day about which one I wanted. And again, it's because I was like, okay, well, what part of me just go do I want to talk about? Do I want to talk about how it's like original tracks, like a pop song? It's gonna have a chorus. Uh, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, chromio or... Disco elements. Is, the, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. 
Exactly. Or do I want to talk about a disco remix? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to talk about, um, you know, or like how it's a house music, sorry, genre and go into that. So I found a happy medium where it's both like an indie track and a house track, you know, kind of together. Um, so I really wanted to play satin jackets today. Uh, I, that track, that's my meditation my, music right I, like, there. I love it. I couldn't yeah. escape it. I was like, I really wanted to play it to kind of show, but I'm glad that you brought, I'm surprised you didn't, I'm surprised you didn't pick out a moon boots track. I yeah I, I want I don't want to go too obvious you know I try to go a little deeper than the, the real obvious ones I do Moon Boots is on that level it. too like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what I brought was I looked to you and I don't know why I know this track do you play it, Trey Which I one? look to you well I'll play it right now and you'll figure it out doesn't sound familiar uh, this is I look to you featuring Kimbra this is a Frank Moody remix uh, and it's originally by uh, Miami Horror so let's check it out. I do not play that. I don't know why I know that song. It's that's just great. Like one so, of those indie yeah. songs that's out there. So first of all, it definitely sounds like Crazy P. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. did it again. And God. second of all, no matter what podcast we've done, we can always choose a Crazy P track. I almost picked Crazy P. We talked about them every episode. Yeah. <laughs> and you can. They have they define yeah. all barriers. Yeah. Well, it's got, you know, I'm a sucker for a funky di- bass line and that's, you know, that real funky, yeah. uh, you know, disco bass. But anyway. Uh, Frank Moody does really good jobs at like his, uh, his remixes. For awesome. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, feel, I was like, that's a name I know. I think the guys will like this. As soon as he started that track, I recognized his drum loops already. Like, I already, really? yeah, uh-huh. I, yeah, his, already his that's productions, I, yeah, as soon as I heard it, it's like, yeah, it's Frank Media, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. I think I finally understand uh, New Disco and, like, my obsession. And it seriously is. You can ask Trey. I talk to him about this all the time. My obsession with, like, there's a there's somewhere there's a little group of there out there of indie kids who don't know that they love house music but they will they love yeah. it they just don't know what it is yet uh, and so new disco I think is gonna be their way in and it makes sense that it's Adam that we bring in to talk about new disco one because I mean you play it and it's your sound but he's also kind of that happy medium amongst all of our friends right he's the one guy that everybody knows everybody goes to he could be the common denominator amongst all of that's us that's true right? and you're just you're just generally nice what i've been doing for years is like you know when i play with certain djs like okay i'm, if I'm gonna play with dj just angel like hey i'm gonna bring out the 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 2008 indie track straight up and then next weekend if i know i'm gonna dj with anthony and trey like oh it's time to play some straight up house and disco nice. like you know new <laughs> stuff so you know uh knowing my friends and my peers all over it's like yeah i know how to separate my tracks and it gives me an excuse to really organize music and separate everything on different occasions that's so good yeah I don't, it's, enough, I don't think enough djs or artists give uh djs that chance right i think uh, I'm sort of pegged as playing a certain sound, but I'm like, man, put me on a minimal lineup, and I'll I think that I can rock it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, but yeah, most people won't. They'll just pigeonhole you. And uh, but yeah, no, you do well going outside of your little mm-hmm. circle there. Yeah, yeah, that's why I try to keep it, nice. you know, open. <laughs> All right. Well, after that enlightening conversation, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're doing the lightning round, Adam. Dun dun dun. Lightning dun, round. Oh, lightning boy. round. Uh, 
are back. Doreen, shall we move on to the lightning round? Lightning round. Lightning round. Welcome to the lightning round. Before we go, we have some questions for you, Adam. Answer them without explanation. Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> You're stuck on an island. Pick one album to take with you. Oh, uh, The Doors. All right. Yeah. Interesting choice. What's your favorite curse word? Shit. Oh. Is this wow. the first? Wow. The first. Wow. This Everybody is the else first. has been fucked for like the past 10 years. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the beginning of time. It's the beginning of time. <laughs> if you could collaborate on an album or a single, who would you like to do that with? Oh, uh, Purple Disco Machine. That'll be fun. It's a good dream. Dream come true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, more for education purposes, but yeah. Just to learn from him? Okay. Yeah. Love I want to learn the more secrets. What is your most commonly used emoji? Thumbs up. All right. A positive guy. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice one. That is nice. <laughs> yeah, thumbs so up. Nice. Yeah. What's the craziest skateboard trick you can do? Uh, kick, flip, front side, board slide to shove it out. Very confusing. Uh, I do a lot of tech tricks on my skateboard. That's so. it? <laughs> no wonder why you aren't in the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Olympics. I can't believe that. Uh, when I was a kid, we would joke about that. Like, oh, when skateboarding, you get into the Olympics. Ha! You know, and now it's like, oh, shit. It, hey, man. It's oh, yeah. 37 now, and it, uh, yeah, it's, it's know, a happened. sport. Yeah. I'm surprised you get on a skateboard at all. It's more of an Olympic age. sport than Jesus horse. Christ. What the f- At our age, on a skateboard? Yeah. That's uh, crazy. You can really hurt you know, yourself. You know how old Tony Hawk is, right? Yeah, he has a... He has all the money in the world to repair himself. I think that's what keeps me going is like seeing my friends that are older than me and yeah. younger than me. And, but at the same time, like, oh, shit, I'm 37. You got to be careful, like, man. Yeah, I got to be careful. So, like, <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, you know, over the years, I've gone through some injuries and even gone through, like, periods of, like, uh, times where my body was, you know, letting me skate. Like, oh, boy, this is it. I got to quit. But when I come back skating, I come back harder than ever. So I like, you know, I, I tell myself, hey, I'm going to come back and yeah, be chill about it. Just push around, you know, if I end up, uh, you know, uh, having fun and, you know, yeah, just, uh, you know, doing what I love to do. And yeah. uh, that's crazy because, like, I was trying to do the math and, like, yeah, I'm uh, going on 27 years of skating. Damn. Yeah, 27 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. You can't go now. What's the shittiest gig you've ever played? Shittiest gig I've ever played. Um, Let's see. Oh, man, there's been quite a few. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess getting booked for a wedding uh, that, you oh, know, one side of the family, like, wanted, like, you know, indie stuff and, you know, just, you know, a typical, like, disco music, but the other side of the family, like, yeah, wanted, you know, Tejano and oh. the street of Kinsieta stuff. And so, yeah, I had some people, like, giving me the thumbs up, all right, I had a good time, and I had other people trying to kill me and trying to, like, start shit, so, yeah, like, I mean, I had some people come up and, like, really, yeah, lay down to me in Spanish and, like, hey, you know, yeah. Damn. It's always the weddings. Stuff. Yeah. It is yeah. always weddings. It's always weddings. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. when yeah. I always stop doing weddings all together, I, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody should stop doing weddings, nice. and I mean, like, stop getting married, everybody. Oh. No, just kidding. No, no, no. no, marriages are awesome, but, like, weddings... God, there's no quicker way to split apart a family than to have a wedding. I just, it's... I literally just bought a ring yesterday. You did. You're gonna nuts this right here. Wow. Yeah. yeah well, I mean. Congratulations. But does, and it'll be aired she after you? she says yes. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, she doesn't know. Well, you better move quick. I'm a fast editor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I know we already asked this question, but we'll just go over it one more time. Yeah. What's the worst track ever requested of you while playing out? Uh, the worst track? The worst. Let's see. Uh, I think as a country song. Uh, what was it? Toby Keith or something, something like that. Yeah, to where you know, I don't just to go. just Ooh, the fact country. that it's country yeah, like uh, already upsets you. It doesn't even have to be a specific song. Yeah. Uh, okay. So can't you I see what I'm doing room. right now? Yeah. Can't you see what I'm doing right now? I went to Phantom Room to go play, and so at Phantom uh, Room you got to ask for country. But yeah, yeah. So Holy like, oh, yeah. So like when I started in the front, oh, right, you know, oh, was it so the person I, that turned it into Lonesome Rose? Dude. <laughs> oh man, like yeah, it's a completely different change. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. I get booked to play Phantom Room, and like so, as soon as I start at ten o'clock, uh, a lady comes in and requesting. She's like, "Hey, uh, when are you gonna start playing?" I'm like, "Well, we just did right now, ma'am." You know, like although there was nobody in the bar, I'm starting off a set like at one ten BPM, like you know, satin jacket stuff. Right. You know, like, yeah. Hey, no, but hey, let's just get the the vibe going. Yeah, she's asking me when are you gonna start. Yet there's music playing, and so <laughs> she asked. She's like, "Can you play some country music tonight?" And I told her, "No, ma'am. Like, we're not gonna play country music tonight." So, and just like to make this clear, and some for my clarification too, Phantom Room, like that's a goth bar. Was a goth no. bar, right? No, it was dance. It was I mean, like, it, it, it had different genres. Turn up. They did a little more trap. Predominantly trap forties. They were playing, they're they're playing like, yeah, lots of hip hop uh, trap. I think I only went on goth The times I would, the times I would get booked to play, there was in the back room. I think you're thinking of a different bar. When was Goth Night? Am I right. Night? I think you're thinking yeah. of a different bar. No, it's yeah. the one that's Lonesome Rose now. Okay. I've With the big bag before it caught on fire, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. I don't know what the hell I was doing there. <laughs> so uh, after Paul she requested there. for me to play country, she goes up to the bar and take a shot. And I see her taking like whiskey shots. So uh, <laughs> oh. she comes back up and I'm with the uh, Ray Stereo. So, and so he's getting set up on his equipment. And uh, she asks again, I want to hear some country music. We told her, no, it's not going to happen. And then she goes, okay, well, I try to be nice, but fuck y'all. <laughs> ah. And so, yeah, she straight up cussed us out. And then, uh, yeah, we, we started laughing right away. Like, you oh. are a Karen magnet. Yeah. yeah. He really oh, yeah. is. Yeah. But this was, this was like in 2016. Pre-Karen. Yeah, That's pre-Karen. When it started. Yeah, so I just realized now, yeah, you know what? I've been hit a couple times with the, these Karens. Ooh, I so, told uh, you that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, I was like, this always happens to you, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> like, something weird. I, I've had a, you know, there's a curse on me to where like either the gig is going to go super good or either something weird is going to go down. Like, there's no in between. You know, it, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, throughout all these years, it's there's, just been like that. There's so, no meh. Like, yeah. How was your night? Meh. No. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. It's like you'll it... see it tomorrow. It's going viral. <laughs> yeah. You know, throughout, you know, this whole uh, pandemic, we've been seeing these Karen videos and, you know, to be, to see that, like, pop up <laughs> my feed, it's like, oh, shit. Like, when yeah. I see myself, like, oh, man. It's pretty amazing. It's like, a couple people reached out to me about that, that like, that aren't your friends. They just kind of seen it. Dude, what's this? I saw your homeboy. This happened. And I was like, oh, it's crazy. A lot of DJs are reaching state. out. Yeah, that was, it was really cool because, like, you know, there were some people I really look up to and uh, some awesome DJs. And so they reached out to me like, hey, man, I saw what happened. And that really, you know, uh, bothers me what, yeah, what I yeah, saw. Right and on. so, it, nice. yeah, that meant a lot to That's me. Good so support. That, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really cool, too. Uh, you know, uh, if you're in Karen's about. camp, could you give us a call and let us know <laughs> what your thoughts were? Thank you very much. Sorry. All right. We are at the end, but before we go, let's get some plugs in. Adam, what you got to plug? What do you have going on? Well, I did release my first track hey, uh, not too long ago on Rick's label, uh, Cause and Put. So, you know, that was a starting point for me, uh, you know, kind of setting out demos here and there to people. And, you know, just I'm still trying. I'm still figuring it all out because it's cool. like a lot to process and still trying to find my sound. But. I do have some good like 
you know, some good quality tracks that like, hey, I can't wait to release this stuff. It's I need to touch up on it, just finish it, polish it off. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's working out because uh, I'm learning how to separate my original music from my heavily sampled bass yeah. music. So yeah, there is going to be a, a new disco side of me. And it's gonna a be a new disco side yeah, of me. Yeah. That's so, a good yeah, album name. Yeah, so like, <laughs> so I went to you know uh, start a new, an alias, and so with the alias's name, you know that's gonna be yeah straight up good original productions that I'm uh, working on, and then like on my disco edits that I make just for my sets, it's gonna be me as you know Adam Andrigal. And yeah, so where can uh, people find you online or in real life? Uh, online on SoundCloud, if you just type in my name, I'm always really, I like to release mixes too. So I'm a big sucker on, you know, whatever new tracks I'm collecting. Like, yeah, you know, every couple of months, you know, uh, I like to make some good mixes. I think you should have been Magic Modigal with your DJ name. <laughs> he says, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, well. That sounds cool. <laughs> he got something going on. Hey, y'all, I'm coming back in and dropping some plugs because the ones we originally had are outdated now. And we're plugging the website, primahousemusic.com. We put together these incredible show notes with links to the things and the people that we discuss on the podcast. So please check it out. A lot of good content on there. Uh, links to the tracks we're discussing and the people that we talk to. Uh, subscribe to the podcast like now. Tell your friends about us. We're growing the house family. If you think you know somebody who might like new disco or might like house music, show them this episode. I think they might like some of these tracks um we also have our dj mixes on soundcloud be sure to check those out and of course find primo house and the primo house djs on facebook and instagram and we've added three new djs to the primo house family we've got alan balon david isaac and daniel enriquez they don't just do primo house gigs they also do their own gigs so be sure to follow them and of course we've got trey dorian and anthony and then on august 28th uh, we have uh, i'll be opening up for stephanie soul uh with sam banks also at the amp room uh, starting at 9 p.m. August 28th. Mm-hmm. And then September 5th, we're bringing our friends from Denver down, Josh Ritter and Brett yes, Starr. So are. that's going to be a party you don't want to miss back out at Hondros, of course. Um, and Monday's a holiday, so don't be a week. Come out and dance. Oh, that's right. It's going to be funky, it's man. A Sunday that party, night, right? That's a night you do not want to miss. Yeah, Sounds fun. And then uh, we've got a couple other things in between then. But if you want to know what to do for Halloween, don't forget us. We're bringing in a special guest from you. Chicago. Uh, we hope that comes that works out. Yeah. Uh, that's the plan right now anyway. So that'll be on the 30th. All signs point to yes. Bring your costumes. Big thank you to Adam Magical yeah. for joining you, us today. Thanks for having me. And enlightening us, giving us all the information. Thank you for to Esteban uh, today for helping me out Esteban's. with live uh live producing duties i really really appreciate all the extra help (laughs) (laughs) not a few words and thank you to our listeners of course for checking in uh always we're so appreciative for you guys' feedback that we get and it it really means a lot to us we'll see you next time bye bye